Welcome to the Valley Beit Midrash podcast, a program of Valley Beit Midrash, a global center of learning and action. We're bringing you the best in diverse, pluralistic Jewish wisdom, all with the goal of improving lives in our global community. I'm Rabbi Shmuley Yanklowitz. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Thank you for being here. We know some others are going to be trickling in, but we're so glad you could be back today. Um, and given that um, many of you are here, you, most of you are here, or maybe all of you are here for the whole series, um, I'm not going to share Professor Eitan Fishbane's full bio again now verbally, but with that, uh, we're excited to be back here with self and mystical identity in 16th century Kabbalah. Sounds, uh, uh, as you know from session one, it's been very rich. So with that, thank you all for being here and handing it over to Professor Fishby. Thank you, Rev Shmuley, and, uh, and, good, and good, to, uh, good to see all of you and, um, and to continue our, our uh, exploration of this, um, of, this, of this topic of uh, self and identity in 16th century Kabbalah. And um, um, as, uh, as promised last time, we're going to, um, we're going to, we're going to pick up um, with a little bit more of um, uh, both the 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 first PDF that we were looking at, and then and then a um, and then another one that continues on this uh, on this theme. So, in other words, both that today also we'll be talking about the theme of uh, of soul and self and reincarnation and and the question of how Kabbalists um, understood uh, the. Um, uh understood the uh uh the nature of the nature of core uh core identity um and we had and we had been looking um uh last time uh specifically at um at the way in which the soul of uh the soul of the person is understood the soul of the person is understood to have been uh, quite literally born of the metaphysical substance of divinity. That is to say, it's it's uh, it's part of the um, emanation of of God's very self, right? And so this raises this, this grounding question um, uh, for both the class and uh, and um, and this book of mine that will eventually eventually be born, um, probably not directly from God's essence, but more from uh, uh, in in some number of years. But I've been working on this for a while. But the, but the core notion that uh, that the soul of the person, the very essence of human identity, which is the eternal soul, right, and it's eternal precisely because it is part of the um, eternity that is divinity. Um, and Vital, that that the um, main disciple or very important uh, disciple of Isaac Luria, the Ari, um, says, as we looked at last time, that uh, that this is that this is a um, an ultimate reflection of, of the idea that banima tem Adonai Elohechem, you are, you are literally children of the Lord your God, right? Which, which, which has, as we talked about last time, has this very um, evocative resonance with with the way Christian thought uh, evolved. But, but this is this is also very much um, a part of uh, of Jewish religious thinking. They're, ac they're actually, um, among other things, uh, there was. 
There's an important, um, I think, seven or eight hundred page book by Moshe Idel called uh, Ben Sonship in Jewish Mysticism, where he deals with a lot of a lot of that. Um, uh, some of those some of those questions. But here, um, and, and this is um, uh, this is on page uh, still three of, uh, of of that first PDF. Um, in finishing, uh, we, we we did finish up this text. But I just want to recap a little bit of it before we move on to to the part that comes after. Um, that the um, uh, that the the energies of the divine realm above um, come to dwell upon the person and and not through the intermediary of another light in other words that they are part of the very essence um of um of divinity uh which which as we mentioned last time has its origins in rabbinic literature the 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 patriarchs, the fathers, are the chariot, and what does that really mean in that rabbinic context? But but in this context, it seems to mean that it seems to mean that uh, the human being is in fact of the same substance and reality as divinity, right? And if and 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 as a, as a kind of larger um, a larger dimension or a larger a larger framework for the notion that the soul is this emanated uh, piece of God, right? That we have a chelak Elohim ma'al, a portion of divinity from above within ourselves, as as is, as is used quite a bit in mystical literature. <clears throat> that this stems from the very idea that. God is the monistic totality, oneness of all being. My monism being the God. God is the oneness that is the all of being. God is the oneness. The God is the oneness that is the all of being. And and um, and as is often said in in various sources in in mystical literature, in od milvado, there is. There is nothing other than God. Not just that there is no other God other than God, but there is there is an od. There is nothing other than God. So 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 to some extent, to a great extent, that's that's the kind of ontology or the nature of, or the theory of being and reality that underlies all of this, right? And our souls are um, fragments. Or at least apparent fragments, right? Uh, because they're all part of the one that one light that is that is God, um, and this is and 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 um, right. It says here the light of the souls is a garment for the light of the ten sefirot, right? So the ten sefirot, which are generally understood as these ten rivers of the divine essence of the divine energy and this is the secret of my beloved has descended to his garden so in other words which is this world right so our world is the garden that the beloved meaning god has descended into and has and has therefore filled us uh, with God's essence, and this is the secret of Atem Hadvekim Elohim. This is the secret of you who cleave to God, to Yudevave from Deuteronomy four, which is a complete conjoining, a, a dibuk gamur 
im or ha'eser svirot, right? So the so there so the 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 light of the soul or the soul of the person is completely bound and bonded and unified with the light, i.e., the um, very substance and essence of divinity. So, um, so are we? Are we these things called human beings? Are we extensions of divinity? Where does divinity end and and humanness uh, begin? Um, and and uh, and the answer to that is 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 uh, is somewhat uh, somewhat perplexing because the the very fragments of the eternal souls. That 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 are both at the core of human identity for the Lurianic Kabbalists and those before them, and then after them, and which then go on this journey of reincarnation and rebirth over many different physical lifetimes, um, right? Which is a, a which which um, we mentioned last time is a central part of of Kabbalistic uh, thought and of and of a variety of world cultures. Um, that uh, that that core element of soul stems from and is part of and is part of God, but nevertheless, as we're as we're um, as we're about uh, as we're about to see, nevertheless, um, that eternal soul, which is part of divinity, right, and that's why it's eternal. Um, is is composed of different um parts different soul elements just like the ancient greeks spoke about the rational soul and the appetitive soul and so forth um so we have, we have different elements of soul that are spoken of in kabbalistic literature the ruach uh, the the nisham, the um nefesh ruach nishama kaya nichida progressively higher dimensions of of soul that are that are that are gradually acquired and repaired and perfected over many different physical lifetimes to affect the tikkun a repair and the perfection of the soul which can then ultimately be um, reabsorbed into the infinite light of ainsof of infinity um, from which everything began but the process of um of jewish conceptions of reincarnation or kabbalistic conceptions of reincarnation and rebirth is such that um in every embodied physical lifetime even if the body is understood to be this fleeting evanescent garment for the true self that is the soul in each of its parts that has to go through different physical garments in order to repair itself it it still needs its embodiment. It needs the the encasement of its of its finite physical life in order, specifically from their point of view, to perform particular mitzvot, particular mitzvot that can only be done in an embodied form, and which will contribute very directly to the um gradual repair of the soul which is an extension of divinity 
um, over over the arc of time. Among among the pieces that I'd like to, I'd like us to look at to anchor this idea, and we're, we're going to get we'll get to the to the mitzvot, uh, the, uh, some sections about the mitzvot um, uh, shortly. Uh, uh, the first, the first piece is this section um, that I translated called "A Person," where, where it says a person is obligated to study Torah according to the four rungs that it contains. This is on, uh, it says page six of twenty-four at the bottom, which correlates to my, to my, um, to the to to that article that's 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 forthcoming. It's page four, it's page four of the PDF. And the idea is that the study of Torah itself, right, because that's understood to be um, one of the greatest mitzvot that the person can perform in life, right? Talmud Torah keneged kulam, even the ancient rabbis said, right? The study of Torah um, uh, is is equivalent to them all, or 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 stands in for them all relates directly to our souls right so so the the torah study that we're doing now and that and that one does in general um is about connecting to the our our soul ancestry that actually stood at mount sinai so we see here a person is obligated to study torah according to the four rungs that it contains so that's a, that's a reference to the pardes um, method of interpretation, meaning the fourfold method of interpretation, which is really pshat, uh, plain sense meaning or contextual meaning, drash, homiletical meaning, remez, uh, hint, allegory, in some cases philosophy, and sod, um, which is which is Kabbalah, and and was given the pardes acronym. Um, just because it was uh, a little bit more catchy than uh, than padras, um, and also because and also because pardes means the the orchard and the heavenly orchard. So know that the total of all the souls is six hundred thousand and not more. Um, uh, all, but but what he what he really means by that is that is that these are these are like the these are like the the soul uh, configurations or the soul clusters. Uh, from which there flow um, almost countless numbers of um, of 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 soul of, of soul light branches. Uh, the Torah is the root of the souls of Israel. This is very interesting. Hatorahi shoresh nishmot Israel. For from her they were hewn. Kimimena chutzvu. And in her they are rooted. So the Torah here is the root of the souls of Israel. So it's, it's, it, he's not necessarily going back at this moment anyway to the primordial cataclysm of the scattering of the soul sparks, but that something else happened also with with heavenly Torah as this as this quarry of souls, right? That there is this kind of metaphysical spiritual Torah. Right, not the not necessarily the physical Torah that we take out of the ark, or even the Torah that we study, though it's all part of that, right? Because he's saying that that's why we need to study these four levels of meaning because they relate to this primordial Torah through which the world was created, and which is, according to the Kabbalists, actually an ontological 
you see how much I love the word ontological extension of divinity, right? That, that God, God is an ex, that Torah is an extension of divinity, just like the logos of early Christian thought, right? So the the beginning of the Gospel of John, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word became flesh. Has a correlate directly in ancient rabbinic literature about the pre-existence of the Torah as the primordial word and wisdom from which everything was um, was emanated and 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 evolved. And Daniel Boyarin has a, has a couple of um, important studies of this, including a book called Borderlines: The Partition of Judeo Christianity, which talks talks specifically about logos theology. But here it's saying Torah is the root of the souls of Israel. So, so we, so, so our soul ancestry or the Jewish soul ancestry is hewn from this primordial word slash wisdom of metaphysical Torah, right? Metaphysical Torah that is essentially also an emanation of divinity because God is everything, right? But, but, but it said very explicitly. Um, that Torah especially is is this manifestation of God. So 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 our souls were the souls of Israel were hewn chutzvu from this quarry, right? Um, the spiritual quarry of Torah above. And thus there are 600,000 meanings in the Torah. Yesh Torah, Shishim Ribo Perushim. All of which are according to Pshat, and 600,000 meanings according to Remez, and 600,000 according to Drash, and 600,000 according to Sod. In other words, in other words, that there are 600,000, uh, just as there are 600,000 soul clusters or soul roots, um, so too, and and right corresponding to the um, to the uh, the the putative belief that there was uh, there were six hundred thousand souls at Mount Sinai, and so therefore there are six hundred thousand meanings according to each of the four levels of meaning. So it's not just six hundred thousand total, but six hundred thousand for each of them because they are because because they're all part of that oneness, right? Um, and from each of the 600,000 meanings, one soul from Israel came into being. From each of the 600,000 meanings, right? This, 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 this amazing conflation of the, of, of the hermeneutics of the metaphysical Torah, right? Um, the, the, the the inter the interpret the interpretation and meanings of this um, spiritual exalted text is also the origin of of the of this of the soul root of the soul of a, of, of a specific soul or soul cluster in uh, among among the Jewish people and in the time to come each and every Jew will know the entire Torah according so get ready. In time to come, you will know the entire Torah according to the meaning that is aligned with the root of his soul, of their soul. It's very, it's very, it's very fascinating. For through that meaning, he was created. They were created and brought into being. 
אשר על ידי הפירוש הזה נברא ונתהווה, right? It's that this, this the, idea of, the idea of meaning itself, this meaning of this metaphysical Torah is the antecedent or the root of our soul ancestry of the, of the, or, of, or of the individual Jews' soul ancestry. And um, in the time to come, in this kind of eschatological, redemptive vision of what, of what will be, um, every Jew will know the entire Torah according to the meaning that is aligned with their soul. So, um, so, so, there's a, so there's a kind of a sense in which um, our spiritual purpose in life becomes one of discovering what what our what what is what is what is your what is your spiritual meaning of the Torah your your spiritual um uh piece of the puzzle of meaning that is that is fabric that is that is part of the fabric of your of your essence and your soul right so that and 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 the same could be said As we'll see when we when we talk about the um the the mit the mitzvot more specifically um that that we that we also have come into this world according to the Kabbalists, each 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 physical embodied uh form of self in order to do a particular mitzvah in order to help repair the soul right um or to or to um um adapt um robin williams character in dead and poet society what will your mitzvah be right um right the the the, the power the powerful the powerful cycle of reincarnation goes on and you may contribute a mitzvah that's okay. so i guess i guess people don't know the script of that of that of that of that uh, movie as well as i do okay uh the the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse boys Carpe diem, and and this and this goes on also. Um, this goes on also into uh, into the text below, where where the meaning upon where the meaning of the soul is taught to the person while they're sleeping in heaven above. Thus, every night, and here I'm on the the next page of that same pdf the last page of that pdf thus every night while a person sleeps he deposits his soul and it departs and ascends above because this, this was this was this was an idea that that was that that became uh that was really developed in in, in the zohar in particular upon which the later kabbalah was heavily influenced that when we sleep A small portion of our soul sticks around with the body to keep it alive, which is uh, you know handy. and uh, and then the the majority of the soul goes up to the heavenly Garden of Eden to learn Torah with God and the rest of the souls, right? in the Yeshiva Shalmala in right up in the, up up above, up above in the in the heavenly Garden of Eden and and especially at midnight when the Holy One, descends in order to rejoice and delight with those with those souls in the garden of eden it says in the zohar so the soul ascends above and they and and they meaning the i guess the various angels and characters and other souls and and um uh uh 
the divine staff, if you will, um, and and the other malamdim, uh, the the other the other teachers above, they they teach the person there the meaning upon which the root of his soul of their soul is based. Melamdim lo sham otoha perush shebotalui shoresh nishmato. A perush shebotalui shoresh nishmato. Right, that 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 our the root of our soul depends upon a particular perush, a particular interpretation of the Torah that has a metaphysical source above and indeed all is according to the manner of that person's actions on that day right so so we have we have to we have to also be careful about how we're acting during the day because um, if we don't if we don't act with with the right kind of character presumably in the right kind, kind of um, enactment of mitzvot then um then then we're not going to be we're not going to we're not going to um, be lucky enough to receive this particular instruction above in our sleep when our soul trend um, ascends upward to the garden of eden to be tutored by um the heaven by the by the heavenly uh the heavenly teachers um on that night they teach him an individual verse or a particular section right what will your verse be when you and when you when we, we ascend to the heavenly realm they're gonna they they have a particular pasuk a particular verse and a particular section of torah for at that time that verse shines in him more than on other days on that night right for at that time that particular pasuk shines on the person more than on other days right so so little did you know, but as you're walking around, you have a glowing pasuk from the Torah on 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 you, right? And um, and 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 what and what? So what what is your pasuk from the Torah today? What is your mitzvah today? What is your interpretation today? Um, and it's and it's and it's very particular and specific. And on a different night, a different verse will shine in his soul and their soul according to their deeds on that day according to their deeds on that day right so how how you act on a particular day it will affect which verse applies to you from the torah and how that will affect the way in which you're going to be taught the meaning of that verse above while you're asleep and your soul has ascended above so no pressure, but it's all interconnected, and all of them according to the meaning upon which the root of their soul of his soul is based, as mentioned above. And here's a very interesting little bit of reported history. My teacher of blessed memory, this is Chaim Bital talking about his teacher, the Ari Isaac Luria. Each and every night would gaze upon his disciples standing before him. And he would see in them which verse was shining more on the forehead of that particular person, that particular man, based on the indwelling of his soul that was shining there. So you can so you can see 
right? They they all they all would gather together in front as as a as a spiritual fellowship around their their teacher, um, uh, around around their teacher, and he would um, and he and he and he would engage in a kind of um, a kind of uh, clairvoyant contemplation visual contemplation and we mentioned this last time of the way of the way that the ari was known and was reported in this text and in other texts to have had his disciples would come before him and he would be able to read the the illumination of the letters and the words and, and clearly the the psukim the verses on their foreheads and on their palms and glowing on their face right so so he so he was understood to be this right it was it was it was the it was the nightly magical mystery tour of Isaac Luria and disciples and he and he would gather them together and he was a kind of physician and diagnostician of the soul as um, as as reflected in the title of the book by Lawrence Fine I mentioned last time physician of the soul healer of the cosmos Isaac Luria and his Kabbalistic fellowship and you can also see here by the way um the the powerful dialectic and interplay dynamic between the embodied nature of the lived self of the of of the of uh, at least the garment of that of of the person or how they were known in in life and their and their soul their their soul essence which is which which it seems clear to me is is how they understood the very definition and essence of the soul but still he's saying that that it was very much in a, a kind of embodied practice right because they would stand before him and he would look at their physical visage he would look at their at their at, at, at what manifested on their body on their bodies right at their as see in them what what verse was shining more on the forehead of that particular person right you didn't know that your forehead uh, was shining was shining with a particular pasuk, a particular verse. But according to but but according to the to the disciples of the Ari, and and this is this was clearly part of their spiritual practice, was that um, was that they, was that he would gaze upon their foreheads and see an illuminated pasuk that was a sign of 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 what their soul needed to to receive instruction in and to be connected to uh, that night when it went on its nightly ascent to the Garden of Eden. And before that individual would go to sleep, he would contemplate the meaning, that meaning that the Ari partially explained to him. And he would recite that verse with his mouth. He would recite that verse with his mouth. Right, so there's, so there's a kind of we're we're seeing here this very this very uh, intriguing report about um, kind of uh, spiritual practices, both of the group of the Kabbalists uh, and as disciples standing before the clairvoyant spiritual healer and and diagnostician of the soul. But also the practice that each person was meant to do, right? That they should, they should be, they should recite that verse as they're falling asleep. 
Right? He said you should re be reciting that verse as you're falling asleep. Maybe like a, almost like a kind of like mantra, like uh, self lullaby of some sort, right? And but but it was actually meant to stimulate the um, uh, stimulate the mechanisms of the soul, because it says so that when his soul, that person would ascend above at while he was asleep, when his soul would uh, when so that when his soul would ascend above in deposit during his sleep right it would be, it would be sent sent up and ha and handed over to the to the to the to the teachers in the garden of eden they would teach it to him more completely they would teach it to him more completely um right and you can see and you, actually, you can actually see some of the some of the references there in that I that I and comments that I made in footnote eighteen, but it's it's very it's very it's very it's very fascinating in the sense that, um, uh, that that there was this kind of highly embodied physical practice, right of 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 both the standing before the master teacher who could read your pasuk, and therefore read your verse, and therefore also know how it related to interpretations that you needed to then um be taught above and the the practice and the practice of um of the individual um disciple mystic who would recite it before bed so that it would then have an effect upon um upon the the learning that would take place um with learning that would take place above and and, and just just with regard to the mitzvah before we turn to some discussion of of this and and i think that that's that'll be the, the 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 deeper essence of what we'll talk about i just wanted to also share how shara gilgulim how chaim vital speaks about the way in which the mitzvot function in all of this because because remember that the study of the Torah is is inextricable for them from the performance of the mitzvot which flow from the Torah, and all of this has an impact upon one's soul, which is one's essence. Right? Know that a person. It's a little farther. It's a little farther down on that page. Know that a person needs to fulfill all of the 613 mitzvot right so so, so not so don't forget don't forget about any of them. um no no, no just a, just a, just a little a little bit of um it's just a little bit of pressure know that a person needs to fulfill all the 613 mitzvot and if he lacks one of them then his soul is still lacking im Right. So in order to in order to build and complete the wholeness of your soul, the soul, remember, which travels through many different physical lifetimes, many different physical lifetimes, right? So that so 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 uh, if you if you is he gonna say if you didn't fulfill the mitzvot or a particular mitzvah properly in in a previous gilgul in a previous 
reincarnation, then now's your chance, right? What what mitzvah have I come into the world to try to perfect, right? I think I think that that's actually a, a very powerful contemporary application, right? Regardless of whether we um, um, uh, full, fully take on the the uh, the uh, the doctrine of of Gilgul as they believed it, right? What 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 does it mean to say that? Um, I've come into this world. What is what is my mitzvah destiny, right? What what mitzvah or perhaps mitzvot do I do I really need to fulfill in this in my time in my all too finite and limited time on this earth, right? And for them, it was about contributing to the larger wholeness of the soul that is built over time. But we can also ask ourselves, right? Both. Both in terms of thinking about what pasuk, what verse is shining on my forehead, and do I need to recite in relationship to my actions that particular day, and how and how am I connected to a particular interpretation of Torah? That too. So that and the idea that I that the what are the what are the mitzvot and the meanings of Torah? We could also say right if we if we talk about perushim and interpretations of meanings of Torah more broadly, what is the what is the meat the the twist on Torah right, to get, to give this really more of a contemporary slant right what is the twist on Torah and the imperatives of Torah maybe maybe just a handful of them that, that we choose to emphasize in our life and I'm not just talking about ritual mitzvot right it could be, it could be the whole range of of um, of broader ethical mitzvot and so forth. What 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 am I what am I going to specialize in, or what or or more powerfully, what what do I what do I want my mitzvah contribution in the in the world and and in my and in myself to be? What 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 do I need to work on, right? And also, what twist of in of in what what verse will be on my forehead right you could sort of ask yourself that question what 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 daily verse do i want to do i want to be to be shining from my forehead and and coming forth from my lips at night before i fall asleep right all as both 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 in its literal sense and in its figurative sense of what of 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 what what is going to be my message what is going to be the thing that I want to contribute to the world and, and that I have something to say about that's connected to the Torah. Um, and, 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 and I'll, and I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll stop with this so we can have some conversation, but, but that, but that, uh, but that the idea is that a person keeps the soul, the person keeps reincarnating in different physical lifetimes until the larger soul edifice has been built and healed. And in each physical lifetime, according to the Ari, it would be, um, he, you would come before him, he would see the lights on your forehead, and he would say, okay, you, well, your, your mitzvah that you need to work on is X, right? Because, because of, of X, Y, and Z that happened in previous lifetimes, or it might just be a way of saying what is the what is the mitzvah and what is the 
interpretation as of, of, of a particular verse of Torah that I need to guide my life and be my contribution to um, to uh, to Judaism and to humanity and to and to the larger healing of of the world and of divinity. Um, so let me let me let me pause there. A lot a lot of a lot, a lot of there's a lot of a lot of different ideas. There's a lot more text also um, down below, but I'm not going to rush try to rush through that. I like to, I want to make sure we leave leave uh, leave our time for some conversation. So, um, Alex, you wanna you wanna you wanna you wanna take uh, the moderator reins? Sure, I'm happy to do that. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Professor Fishbane. Um, I know I've seen a couple questions and hands raised. I think I saw Beth with your hand up first, and then there was a question uh, from Tom in the chat that we can go to next. Yeah, I, I find it interesting, the idea that we each have a particular pursuit written on our forehead and that it's something to recite before we fall asleep to work on that. And what, what struck me about that, what struck me personally about that is a number of years ago, I took on the um, practice of reciting the bedtime Shema every night. And I also recite the prayer before sleep that's in Siddur Sim Shalom. And the first lines of the prayer before sleep are asking God telling God, I hereby forgive anyone who angered, annoyed, or wronged me. Let no one be punished on my account. It's so interesting to have a practice of saying that to myself each night. The calming effect that that has of letting go of whatever may have transpired that day, even if nothing particular happened, even if nothing special or negative happened between me and another person, it still yet has a very beneficial effect on me and my sleep. I really find it fascinating. One of your footnotes, you talk about this, uh, one of the authors you're quoting here talks about the idea that entering a dream state this way enables a person to sort of substitute for some of the Gilgul that they would otherwise have to commit to inevitably. Mm -hmm. And that it's got some soul repair during the sleep in this lifetime. I think that's absolutely fascinating. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so a number number of things you said there, which I think are are, are re really important and, and really interesting. I, the, the, so, so first, um, uh, perhaps perhaps I cited Svi Shalom there. I'm not sure, but it, but it's um, uh, one of the things that he talks about in his book Sleep, Death, and rebirth in Luriana Kabbalah was the idea that was the idea that that uh, that sleep could function if you either had a particular need or you or you were particularly adept in your technique um, could function as a kind of um, shortcut to bypass reincarnation. Right, because sleep is one sixtieth of death, according to the tradition. So there's a kind of correlation between sleep and the death world. Uh, but but it's but it's almost like a kabbalistic uh, shoots and ladders, right? Where you suddenly get a you can suddenly able to to ascend. But there's also a kind of powerful repair in tikkun that can take place in that moment. And I love what you mentioned about the bedtime shema, which is also 
very central to Kabbalistic thinking. And there's, they, I, I wrote, I wrote about this a little bit in terms of the Zohar's use of it in, um, in my book, Art of Mystical Narrative, in the um, narrative ethics chapter, where where, ta- where where there's a kind of ideal in virtue as the as the Zohar Kabbalists pr- presented of of a kind of um, intense um even unilateral state of forgiveness right um that, that this was that this was somehow understood to be um a um a powerful virtue and i think what you're pointing out also is that it's actually a powerful healing process for the for the individual right um right so so that it, perhaps, perhaps in terms of um perhaps related to what we what we learn from from various buddhist teachings also about acceptance and release um and uh, and a kind of um a kind of uh, self nurturing if you will or or self compassion that's related to um to that right it's both that's both that's both um it's both it's both a sense of it's both a sense of self-forgiveness but it's also but it's also this outwardly directing release right of not not holding on to the toxicity of resentments that that can um um that can uh that i think i think i think it was the, i think it was the buddha who said right can 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 burn both people involved right um right if you if you if you throw if you throw hot coals you're going to burn your hands right or some something so I think that was the statement um but there but there's a but there's I think there's a power there is a power for that as as a kind of notion of um a notion of a of a of a cent of a centering of of a particular kind of mitzvah or a particular kind of virtue even if it's aspirational right and it's and it's and and, and we, we keep working on it um right to think about um to think about uh to think to, to to think to think with robin williams character um right what will what will your verse what will your verse be right in the contribution to all of this what will your verse from the from the torah be um Thank you. Alex. Yeah. Um, the question in the chat from Tom was, how does this relate to the idea of different levels of soul, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, and Yechida? Beautiful. So um so in Shara Gilgulim, uh the gate of reincarnations, which is from which this is taken, um, there's this very this this very, very elaborate um process whereby or whereby with very rare exceptions um a person a person um repairs a port one one portion of that five-part soul during a physical lifetime right so the idea is that it is that the nef the nefesh come uh, the ne- the nefesh uh, emerges as soon as the as the as the uh, physical baby has come into the avir ha'olam, which itself is a very interesting kind of 
statement about about um, Jewish conceptions of, of when life begins. Also, it's also um, it, or at least some Jewish conceptions. Um, so that the that the that the nefesh uh, enters into the body um, when when the baby enters, when the baby is born, and enters into the enters into the air of the world. But but the but the and and then and then there are different and then depending on where one is in this long cycle of of soul rebirth, there would be different portions of the soul that would be um, acquired or at least partially repaired during one's all too ephemeral stay in this earthly garment. Uh, generally, the the, va the vast majority of the of the um, discussions of the of the multi part soul are focused on nefesh ruach and neshama, um, and chaya and yechida, which are the top two, are are actually addressed relatively relatively rarely. Um, but but that's but that's sort of like the um, on one foot answer, as it were, is that is that. Um, is that the Kabbalists believed, with certain exceptions, and certainly with the exception of the of the sleep shortcut, and certainly and, and and sometimes with other with other processes, that in a given physical lifetime, and this is why it takes so long, right? Um, one is able to um, one is able to have one portion, one one part of that of that five part soul. Either completely repaired or partially repaired through the different mitzvot that have to be performed in order to do it, or in or in the case of what we spent a lot of time talking about, the interpretation of Torah, the study of Torah, which itself is also right understood to be one of the greatest mitzvot. Thank you. I was wondering uh, again about this pasuk on the forehead. If this is something that is discerned solely by the teacher making the observation, or if it's something that the individual um, is contemplating and therefore presents. Mm. In other words, how much of this is self-directed, self-motivated? Yes, yes. I, I think I, th I think that I think that when they when they were talking about um uh, being connected to like a clairvoyant uh, master like Isaac Luria, or the, what they perceive to be a clairvoyant master, um, in any case, or a very charismatic one, right? That 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 oftentimes would happen. We we actually we actually have um, and 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 less and less and less individually driven. It was it was it was more like teacher guided, um, and another another. Uh, example of this um, from a few hundred years from a few hundred years after this in at, at the beginning of Hasidism in Eastern Europe, there was um, there was a there was a report actually of of uh, of, a, of um, Solomon Maimon who was who was a um, who was a a mas a maskeel philosopher in in Germany and who who had heard about things going on in Hasidism in Eastern Europe and he wanted to go, go see for himself and the short of it is they they eventually all gathered together for the for the Shalashudas Saturday afternoon meal with the Rebbe 
and the Rebbe tells each of the people around the table to recite a verse from the Torah, and they each do, and then he goes into a kind of trance, as it's described by Maimon, um, and through through song and 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 whatnot, and he then weaves together a homily, a drasha, that from all of those different verses spontaneously, that also was perceived by the by those gathered, that that he that when addressing the meaning of that particular verse, it seemed like he was speaking and in, seeing into the soul of that person, right? Like what what was their deepest angst their deepest struggle their deepest issue that somehow he was able to or at least they perceived it that way he was able to pick up on that and and um and and to and to direct his intention to it uh, but i but i but i think i th i think that i think that um at least in an applied way it certainly could 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 most certainly be be uh an individually directed practice, right? If we kind of take time to pay attention to, to where, um, where, where we are emotionally, spiritually, morally, intellectually, and so forth, right? Where, where we are in our religious path, our, where, where we are in our moral path, and to try to, and to try to think of what, what, what verse or, or, or from the Torah or what mitzvah is, 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 do, do I do I feel most connected to right now and and why right and 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 that that too can become a kind of daily practice um uh, what, uh, if, can I call on uh, Tom I know we have just just a minute or so left yes sure thank you okay so my question about the different levels of soul also applied to the earlier part of your remarks about the soul being part of God so um, are all parts of the soul part of God? Uh, is one part more part of God than others? Are other parts garments, et cetera? Uh, what's your take on that? Yes, yes. So 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 um, so uh, in 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 the uh, in the Kabbalistic uh, schema, it would it would be that they are they are all part of divinity. They're all part of uh, they're all part of God. Um, but they're kind of different. They're different um, branches that extend from the from the tree of souls, which which is kind of like almost infinite in, in its in it. It's too too immense for us to even imagine, right? With all of its roots and its branches, uh, or like uh, the 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 soul roots, the soul sparks that then stem out. And extend outward. So, so the sh the short of it is is that they're they're all they're all understood. The five parts are understood to be all part of the divine uh, flow from the, the divine wholeness, um, but that they manifest um, as different components of that of that oneness that is everything that is God um, in different physical lifetimes. Uh, so this this is probably there's probably more to say about it, but I know that we're out of time. So. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Professor Fishpain, and thanks to all of you for joining us today. And we look forward to learning with you all again uh, next week. Take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Valley Bait Midrash podcast. Remember that you can join our email list at valleybaitmidrash.org to stay up to date on new programs, 
learning opportunities, and more ways to stay connected. If you enjoyed learning with us today, support our work by making a donation at valleybatemadrash.org slash donate. Join us next time as we continue to work together to build a better world. Thanks for listening.